So welcome to Scanner School. This is session number 122. Today we're going to talk about some things you can do if you're stuck at home thanks to the pandemic. Now again, all the session notes we talk about today can be found on our website at scannerschool.com slash session 122. And before we start this week's podcast, I want to thank the supporters of Scanner School. So whether you're going to scannerschool.com slash support and you're supporting us at a one-time donation by going to PayPal, maybe you're using our Amazon links before you make a purchase on Amazon. If you're looking for new hardware, you're using our Scanner Master links. Or even if you're using Butel software, before you make that purchase, you go and use our Butel links. And our brand new eBay links, if you're looking for used equipment, your support helps keep the podcast going. I also want to thank those who help support us on Patreon. Now, Patreon is a month-over-month type of sponsorship platform. And there's three different tiers. The first tier for a buck a month, you're just help, helping to support us. And really, at the Patreon takes theirs, we're only getting pennies on a dollar, to be honest with you. At $3 a month, you're going to get the podcast delivered to you early. You get your own private podcast feed that you can actually get the podcast as soon as it's available. At the $5 level, you not only get the $3 level, but you also get squelchy stickers mailed directly to your home. Because at $5 a month, it really equates to being about a dollar a week or a dollar per podcast is really what you're you're giving us. So again, I want to thank my Patreon supporters who are Craig Harper, Dan, Glenn Blum, Glenn Bryden, Guy Lee, Irvin Thibodeau, James Felling, Jeff Block, John Goldenberg, Ken Newberry, Mark Beebe, Raymond Hill, Ronnie Bach, Sal Marandola, Scott Vorder, Signals Everywhere, Todd Glendai, and William Arcand. Let's start the podcast. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby. Class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. So welcome to Scanner School. My name is Phil Lichtenberger. My amateur radio call sign is W2LIE, and this podcast is here to teach you everything to know about the scanner radio hobby. So today we're going to talk about things that you can do if you're stuck at home thanks to the pandemic. So before I start, I just want to say I hope everybody's doing well, that you guys are all staying healthy, your families are staying healthy. For those of you who are first responders on the front lines, doctors, nurses, EMTs, anybody who's essential, I just want to say thank you so much for doing your jobs, doing what it is you're passionate about. Maybe you're burnt out by this point, but there's people out there who are thinking of you and just want to let you know that your sacrifices right now aren't going unnoticed. It's a very interesting time. And again, my email is open. If anybody just wants to, to drop a line, they want somebody just to say something to, I'm here. All right. So it's phil at scannerschool.com. And it's a tough time. So a lot of us have been home now for quite a bit of time. We have at least another two weeks here in the U.S. where non-essentials are supposed to stay home, whether or not that's going to be extended. At the time I'm recording this, at the very beginning of April, things things may be different because this, this podcast is going to air two weeks after I'm recording it right now. So things can be a little bit different. So I have a list of a dozen things that you might be able to do while you're home. Obviously, I don't expect you to do all, all 12 of these things, but it's an idea of things of, of you know, what I can come up with really quickly on, on some things that are scanner radio related that may help you take your mind off of 
everything going on around us. I mean, I know I sit here and I've got the news behind me and I've got the Medcom channels going on one radio over here and I've got OEM and I've got my local fire district and it's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. And on top of that, I've also got the two closer hospitals to here. I've got the county medical center up right now. Every, every, you know, little bit, I got to turn them all off because it, it gets to be a lot. So this is just something that I said, what, what can I do besides this? It's radio related. And these are the 12 things I came up with. So the first thing I, I did was I took a, a cue from my wife, right? What does she do when she's stressed out and she needs a fix? Well, she buys something and it really bothers me that that's what she does. So it's a good opportunity. You're home, right? If if you haven't been furloughed, if you haven't been laid off, if you haven't been let go from your job because of closing, if you're still employed and, and have money coming in, it may be a good opportunity right now to to pick up a piece of gear. I mean, it's the time right now where we need a little bit of things to make us feel good. Not only feel good, but have our mind focused on something. So learning something about a new piece of hardware that you've been, you've been looking for can be really something to just take your mind off of things for a while. Now, again, new or used, right? Because used is new to you. So I know I've been watching eBay lately just on a couple of things that have piqued my interest. And we'll talk about eBay and, and, and some eBay techniques, I think, on an on upcoming podcast we'll do really shortly. And... um you know, like I said, it, it's just something to look forward to. Okay, I, I got something coming in the mail. It gives me something to look forward to either to tomorrow or the day after that. Again, when the hardware shows up, you know, you, you take it out of the box. You, you got that, that new radio smell, right? I mean, I got the disease. We've talked about this before. I, I've got tons of radios. I got more than I ever need, you know, but it, it's just part of the hobby for me, right? Let this be an excuse that if you need if you wanted something, treat yourself. This is a time that if you can afford it and it's something you're able to do, it, it might help you out at least to get through this. So that's that's number one. All right, number two. This was a bit strange, but I think it might help you out as well. If you've ever been interested in amateur radio or ham radio, right, now's a good time to sit down and start studying for your amateur radio ticket or your amateur radio license. You're home, right? Maybe your family at this point is driving you nuts. You need some alone time. At least where I am, the weather's kicking up a little bit. It's starting to feel a little bit nicer outside. The trees are in bloom, so who knows if it's allergies or the virus, right? But getting outside, reading the study materials, or even better, I have a brand new resource here for you guys, and they're actually a brand new affiliate of ours. It's hamradioprep.com is the name of the website. They have online training courses you could take. Now, they have a special deal going on right now during this uh, during the virus where you can study for both the technicians and the general test for $15. Again, this is the U.S. version of this, right? They, uh, I had a conversation with them earlier in the week, and they're working on the extra class isn't out yet, but they're working on doing that as well as some of the Canadian licensing as well. So our affiliate to this, if you're interested, now again, it's $15, gets you both the technician and the general class study materials. You can go to scannerschool.com slash ham radio prep. Again, ham 
radioprepscannerschool.com slash hamradioprep. We'll redirect you right over to their website. We'll get credit if you sign up for it. It's not much. I'm, I'm, it's $2 in my pocket if you sign up using our link, okay? We're not getting rich off this, but I checked their stuff out. It's unbelievable. I think these guys are, are doing great. They got a lot of people signing up, especially now because people are home. And it's a really great opportunity to go for your amateur license. They'll help you get tested and everything else. Now, I also heard a rumor, too, that there might even be virtual VE sessions. Your money may vary on that one as well. But something to think about. Hey, if we come out of this in a month, you'll be ready to take your test anyway. All right. Technician class really isn't super, super difficult. It's a lot of memory. Question, answer, question, answer. If taking an online course isn't your thing, but you still want to listen to somebody, you could do Audible. There's technician courses on Audible. Now, again, I'll give you one of my links too if you haven't signed up for Audible. Scannerschool.com slash Audible. A-U-D-I-B-L-E. All right. Again, that's another affiliate link of ours as well that tied in with Amazon. So you can either go to Ham Radio Prep, again, scannerschool.com slash hamradioprep, or scannerschool.com slash audible. Whatever method works best for you. Again, if you also want the paper book, we'll get you that too on our Amazon link as well. So again, this will all be in the session of scannerschool.com slash session 122. All right, number three. We just talked about amateur radio, but the counterpart, the little baby brother I like to call it, or the... Or the the cousin, is GMRS, General Mobile Radio Services. With GMRS, you still need a license to talk on it. But you can go right on the FCC website right now and apply for a license. A license is good for your your family, right? So that means that your kids, your spouse, your parents can all use your license. It's a great way to just... Get on the air immediately, basically. As soon as the FCC processes your license and you have a license on the FCC database, boom, you can get on the air. You could use a Baofeng radio, right? You could use anything that will get you on to the GMRS licensing. As a bonus, this isn't numbered on my list anywhere, but you could get into CB. CB is a little bit more difficult, at least here, because you do need a decent antenna to go somewhere with it, right? It's 11-meter band, requires a decent size antenna on your house in order to do that. Whereas GMRS, you have repeaters, all right? Some of the repeaters are closed, some are open. So a lot of great GMRS groups out there that will be more than willing to help you get on their repeaters as well. So again, your money is going to vary depending where you live with this one. I'm not sure what's comparable to GMRS outside the United States. Maybe you got something on a DMR Tier 2 or Tier 1 system over in the UK. I, I think that's, that's big over in Europe over there. So... Again, check your local stuff, but again, ham radio and GMRS, I think, is, is a great way to at least get out there and communicate with other people, especially now. Great to communicate with them. What if you don't want to communicate with somebody? Well, this takes us to number four, short wave listening, SWL. I'm going to admit, I'm not the biggest SWL fanatic that there is out there. I got a very small piece of property. I know that shouldn't let that stopped me from listening to SWL. What I like to do, though, is I like to go outside at night. I like to take out my my tabletop device, my purple device. And I like to just tune around the shortwave broadcast bands. That's, that's kind of my enjoyment when it comes to SWL. Now, if you don't know what to listen to when it comes to shortwave radio listening, there's a couple of really great websites out there. The first one I want to recommend is called Shortwave Info. That's short hyphen wave 
info. You can find all the active transmissions that are on right now. It gives you a nice little map of the Earth with uh, where the where the, uh, the day-night lines are. So that's really well as well. The other one you can look at, which is pretty simple, is just hfradio.org. And finally, one I've been playing around with quite often, seems a little um, testy to me a little bit. It's not really working so well on my Safari browser, but it's shortwaveschedule.com. Now, again, you could put in your language that you want to be able to monitor, and you could do a filter for that. And it will give you a nice little chart of all the active transmissions right now, how much power they have from you, how far away they are from you, you know, where they're broadcasting out of, what days of the week they're broadcasting, and all this other stuff. So, there's some really great resources out there to help you get started with SWL and where to tune on the dial and to do stuff like that. Again, you don't need crazy antennas. A lot of these broadcasts are targeted to certain geographical areas. So it, it's, it, it, is, it is really fun. Again, to me, I like going out in the yard at night. Maybe I'm just trying to clear my head for a little bit. I'll take out the receiver and just tune around with that as well. If you want to go nuts, there's other things to listen to in those bands. There's utility monitoring and, and, and stuff like that. To me, I'm okay right now with the broadcast stuff. It's just what it is that I've been able to listen to and, and try and go with. So that's number four. Number five, try some new software or dust off an old piece of software that you got discouraged with. So there's no secret that I'm a fan of three pieces of software that I use, right? The first one being FreeScan. Now again, FreeScan is under new development, and I've got a redirect to get to the website at scannerschool.com slash freescan. I'll take it right over to the new GitHub page where the development is underway for a new version of FreeScan. I like FreeScan, obviously, because the price is free, but it works with a bunch of different Udidin scanners, and it allows you to go and move between many different scanner platforms. So I can take my BR330T, and read it with that radio and send it to my BCT15. I can't do that with any of the software that's out there right now with, with as much ease as I can with FreeScan. The other piece of software that I use constantly, day in and day out, is ProScan. Now, I just use ProScan to program a customer's BC780XLT because really it's the only thing out there that works well with the BC780XLT. And it reminded me, though, just how much I love that radio. It's, there's nothing that beats a a BC seven eighty XLT's display. I think even with you know the new color displays on 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 the SDS two hundred, it's just something is really just perfect in my point of view when it comes to the seven eighty XLT. Now again, if you want to go back and listen to the podcast I just recently did about the BC seven eighty XLT, why I like that radio so much, why so many other people like that radio, and why you should own one yourself, you can go to scannerschool.com slash session 119. I just did that one a couple weeks ago. And uh, I talked all about the BC780XLT. So again, try new software. Again, if you're looking for something else to try, I also use Butel software. Now again, you may be asking, well, if I like Butel so much, why am I not recommended Butel software for the 780, also known as ARC 780? Well, Butel dropped support for Windows XP, Windows 7. At some point during the line, maybe Windows XP was the last version of Windows to work with Arc 780. So since then, it's um, you have to have an older computer to run that piece of software. I can't blame you know Butel for, for ditching that one. It's 
you know, how many people out there are really programming up their 780s really compared to everything else. So it's a good opportunity though. You know, if you've got the SDS 100 to 200, the 436 to 536, instead of Sentinel, give ARC 536 a try. Or if you got a home patrol, try ARC patrol or, or something else, right? It's, it, I like Butel software. In fact, they just did a programming job this weekend for somebody, and he had a brand new BCD 536 HP. And we just went through, uh, I set everything up at Sentinel, then I brought everything over to ARC 536 to make some tweaks that are a lot faster to do over there. And we wrote it back to the scanner. And I also just had a conversation not too long ago with Jim, uh, Jim Peruta. Jim was on the podcast many, many moons ago. He was uh, one of the – he was actually my first interview we did on the podcast. And uh, I'm trying to find his interview here in my list. And that was way back on session number 21. So – Almost 100 sessions ago, we talked with Jim on how to to, uh, do scanning and fire photography and and some things you should know if you were into wanting to go around and and start shooting some pictures of some action shots of of your local fire departments. So if you're interested in that, want to go to scannerschool.com slash session 21. But uh, Jim was using ARC 536 and he was having some issues and we kind of worked through that one and realized that in his case the easiest way to fix everything was to do it in sentinel instead of bringing it over to, to arc 536 but for at least with the 536 the home patrol models what i normally do is i do all my programming in sentinel and then i tweak it in arc 536 or if i'm making some lists that come out of say my my other unit lines i'll bring it to arc 536 and send it back or if it's something that's coming out of excel spreadsheets or something like that i go right into arc 536 but if i'm making anything that's predefined out of radio references database, I go right through Sentinel. Just as a side note too, why would you still want Sentinel if you have another piece of software like ProScan or Butel to talk to the Home Patrol models? You know, that includes the 536, 436 SDS line. You still need Sentinel in order to upgrade the firmware in your scanner and also also to um, update the master Home Patrol database in your scanner. So don't don't think that because you have a third-party app doesn't mean you still need Unidin software in there as well. All right, so we just talking about new scanner software or dusting off your scanner software on number five. Number six is tied directly into that. Number six is reprogram your scanner. What a better time to remap out your scanners, clean up the programming, maybe update the programming, or just make some minor modifications to it than right now. It's a great opportunity to try new software and also clean up your radio. So that is number six, and we're going to just leave number six at that. So on the other side of this break, we're going to finish up the final six things on this list, and we'll talk to you on the other side of the break. This session of Scanner School is sponsored by East Coast Pagers. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my online companies, and we are a Unication, Apollo, and Swiss phone dealer serving the North American market. Now, if you're looking for a personal use pager or one for your department, we can get you a quote at the very best prices. So why does a company like East Coast Pagers support Scanner School? I think that every scanner radio user should at least put one pager in their collection of radios. The reason why is very simple. It frees up your scanner to just do scanning, and then you have one radio that's dedicated to your local fire activity. Now, with a pager, you can have voice storage. You can do tone outs. You can keep it silent. You can go back the next day and listen to what you've missed overnight. It's more than you can do with an out-of-the-box scanner. And with today's pagers having multiple frequencies and even having multiple channels in a scan list, like the Unication G1 can do eight channels in a scan list. It has 64 memory channels, and out of the box, it comes with 11 minutes of stored voice 
and a desktop charger. The G2s to G5s, they do P25 Phase 1 and Phase 2 in simulcast environments with stored voice, paging on conventional NP25. Oh, and they're upgradable too to DMR Type 1 and Type 2. They are more rugged than today's consumer-based scanners. And with a pager like a Swiss phone S-Quad, you won't even realize you're wearing one. It'll help keep you informed as to what's going on in your neighborhood. So again, eastcoastpagers.com or contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Do you have a new scanner? You're having problems understanding how it works? Maybe you're new to the entire Home Patrol database of programming and you can't figure out Sentinel. Did you get a new SDR and you're trying to figure out how to install it or you want to learn how to use Unitrunker, DSD+, maybe set up a Pioware, or even just make some changes and you don't understand how this system and the equipment works? The podcast might be great for you, but maybe you need a little bit more of one-on-one help with setting something up. I'm available to do just that with you with our private tutoring sessions. You can book me online by going to scannerschool.com slash consulting for a one-hour session. And it's great because we can actually share computer screens remotely and I can guide you through step-by-step as if I was sitting right next to you. So again, book me for an hour at scannerschool.com slash consulting for your scanner radio one-on-one tutoring session. National Communications Magazine is your personal library of scanner, CB, GMRS, FRS, MURS, and two-way radio articles written by the best minds in the business over the past three decades. Your NatCom personal online access account allows you to download the newest issues of America's Hobby Radio Magazine, as well as back issues too. So visit natcommag.com to download your free sample issues and sign up today. That's natcommag.com for National Communications Magazine. All right, so now we're continuing on our little list down here on 12 things you could do if you're stuck at home due to either quarantine or isolation, social distancing, non-essentials, et cetera, et cetera. 12 things you could do while you're stuck at home, while you're trying to avoid your family. All right, so number seven, this one is a good one, logging and searching new frequencies. I think this is a lost art, to be honest with you, when it comes to the scanner radio hobby. I know I've talked about this before in the past, but there's something that is – it's it's different, right? It's it's not like you jump online, you get a list of frequencies, you program it in, and then you're stuck in this little box of frequencies that you're scanning. Now, for a lot of people, that's exactly where they want to be now. And that's not to say that's that's not how I scan either, right? I scan where I'll have the radio I have – upstairs that sits in the kitchen, right? It's kind of an agreement between me and my wife. That one we kind of I just have my local fire department on there, right? That's that one lives in its own little box. I have another radio down here in the basement that is a little box, right? It just again does my local fire department or it just does, you know, my battalion. I have other radios that just do certain things, right? But then again, there's a lot of fun in finding out what else is out there. Right now is a great time to do that. Now, again, we're going to tie this into number five, number six with number seven. So try out new software and turn on the logging feature on that software and bring a patch cable in from your scanner into the new software and start logging hits. Set up a search range. Put the uh, interoperability frequencies in there. Side hint here. If you've got a smartphone or a tablet, Go into your app store for Android or iPhone and look up E 
NIFOG. That's the letter E for electronic NIFOG. It's E, Echo, November, India, Foxtrot, Oscar, Golf, NIFOG. This is the U.S. DHS, Department of Homeland Security, Interoperability Guide. You can actually download it right to your phone or your tablet, which is really cool. And uh, you can look at all the frequencies that would be set up in your area. I know down here, I, I heard from, from somebody I know that they're using the 7TAC frequencies up in 700 simplex at some of the COVAD testing facilities. But I've been uh, communicating with another fellow Scanner School uh, member of ours, and Bob Middleton. He's a local guy to me. And, and we've been sharing information back and forth on our local hospitals. So we've been kind of mapping out what's going on with the hospital where they seem to be a DMR repeater, but we see the same talk groups on multiple frequencies. So it leads me to believe that it's a the DMR type of trunk system, but it's not really broadcasting like I say trunk system, which is very interesting why I'd see the same type of talk groups on two different frequencies, but it doesn't want to act like a trunk system unless I'm missing something here. So... We've been kind of going back and forth, sharing what we've been hearing with the talk groups we see that are active, the the, the, the color codes, and everything else. So we're, we're, we're investigating, right? We're in investigation mode here. We're trying to find out what's being used in our local area. On top of that, right, I've got the local EDAC system now in an ID search instead of an ID scan mode. Why an EDAC system? Well, the Nassau University Medical Center is on that system. The county coroner's office is on there. There are OEM, CERT, is on that system. So I, I opened it up and I'm logging it right now to see maybe there's a new talk group that's going to come up there. Same deal with the P25 county system. Is there something new that I haven't mapped out yet? Right? We got people flooding in here from all over the place. It's a good opportunity to see what's out there. So at least put the NIFOG stuff in there and, and maybe put a couple of trunk systems in scan mode or search mode rather and, and log and search and see what's out there. Again, you could do it, walk away from the scanner and then come back hours later and see what's in there. That's kind of the beauty of doing it that way. All right, number eight. This is one that's going to tie back into number two, to be honest with you. I don't know why it's doing all over here at number eight, but learn Morse code. Why, if we're a scanner radio user, though, do we want to know Morse code? Well, a lot of frequencies will identify their call sign using CW or Morse code. No better way to confirm what a frequency is that you don't know by being able to copy down their call sign if it comes over in CW. Again, this is something that I really want to do. I'm, I'm one of those um, problem childs. I was a no-code tech for a while, and now I'm a no-code general. Maybe I'll be a no-code extra if I can uh, pass the test thanks to... Uh, the ham radio prep course. But uh, there's a good group of guys down here on Long Island, and they're very dedicated to teaching Morse code. And they do this virtually online using Zoom. I know people who've gone through their training and have come out the other side having conversations with people on the HF bands using Morse code. I personally want to be one of these people. I need somebody to keep, keep me accountable on this one. But if you go to longislandcwclub.org, you can find out all about how to learn Morse code. And it's, I think this is one of those bucket list things, right? It's kind of like if you can't learn a new language, maybe you can learn Morse code. It's dits and dots. It's one of these things that could be useful one day maybe, maybe not if, if you're into it. 
But at least for a scanner radio user, it's 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 just one of these things that it's nice to kind of have in your toolkit to know what's going on, especially when you're listening to frequencies and you don't know what it is, but you still hear that Morse code ID. At least gives you some confirmation as to what the call sign is. You can go on the SEC database or your local website that you find it wherever you live, if you're not in the U.S., and uh, find out what the frequency is, who it's licensed to. So again, number eight is learn Morse code. Number nine Set up an ADSB receiver. This this one is one of those projects that is very easy to do, but it kind of intimidates a lot of people. It's super simple. The hardware is very easy. You could just use a Raspberry Pi, which is a mini computer that's the size of a deck of cards. You need a micro SD card. You'll need a Pi Aware dongle, which is the easy way to do it, and and a uh, antenna. You could put it in your window. You could put it outside. It's just a nice little kit that you can set up. Don't let anything fool you. Oh, it's a Raspberry Pi. I don't know Linux. You don't have to worry about it. The online guys will show you how to set it up so that all you got to do is turn it on and it should pretty much work. All right. It's really, it's really not that difficult to do. What does ADSB actually do for you? It's basically your own virtual radar. As airplanes fly overhead, they beacon information about themselves. Their altitude, right? Their speed, their number. You can track these planes as they fly overhead. You can also then be tied into a network where you're feeding your information to somebody else. And of course, you're getting other people's information on your screen as well. Now, we did a couple of podcasts earlier all about aviation monitoring and and how to set up ADSB. So again, we're going to go deep, deep in the archives here. And we're going to go to session number 24, which is ADSB with Eric Carlson from flightaware.com. So again, scannerschool.com slash session 24. And we'll put a link actually in the podcast notes here. Again, session uh, scannerschool.com slash session 122, where you can buy the Raspberry Pi, the dongle, and the SD card so you can get all set up and ready to go. So we'll put that in the session notes as well. All right, number 10 is kind of related. Try SDR. Now, yes... Before you ask, and yes, I know, I have an SDR training course that is almost a year overdue at this point. I launched it last May as a live course, and I keep promising it, I keep promising it, I keep promising it. Well, right here at my desk right now is my laptop with my USB dongles, my SDRs plugged into it. I was going through a dry run of the course material on what it was I had taught in May to kind of remind myself how I wanted the layouts to be so I can start going ahead and recording this. So again, I'm stuck indoors right now too. I am with my family. I am trying to isolate myself from them so I don't end up having a domestic report against me. It's trying times, but I'm trying to spend this time also catching up on some things and um, you know, getting this course out there to you guys is one of those things. But again, try SDRs. Now again, the, the, the ADSB runs off of an SDR. So if you don't want to pick up a Pi a flight aware dongle, you pick up a new elect dongle for 30 bucks and you can use that and you can use the new elect dongle to monitor your local FM broadcast stations. You can tie it in at DSD plus and do trunking with it and, and DMR and NXDN and P25. Again, it's the stuff I all, I, I catch up on the course, but you know, maybe I'll do another live launch again in this May, which might be something good to do. So I'll, I'll see how my schedule looks and see if we can do that. 
it can make you want to pull your hair out, but at the same time, too, once you get up and running, it's really cool. And I've been working, again, like I said, I, I've got a couple of areas here that I'm trying to figure out the new, um, or at least the layout of the hospitals out here. And I've been using my USB SDRs with DSD Plus to try and get some information about how these hospitals are set up. All right, number 11, clean your damn desk. <laughs> I don't be rude about it, but if your desk looks anything like mine, you're overdue for a cleaning. I mean, I clean my desk or I try and clean my desk every Saturday. I said try. My desk right now looks like it hasn't been cleaned in many Saturdays. So take now, take today, take this break as an opportunity to look around where your radios are, take a look at your desk, and clean it up. Nothing feels as good as having a nice, clean work area. Trust me. I've got post-it notes all over my desk. Some of these post-it notes are a year old and are so buried under newer post-it notes, I'm never going to see them again. So clear off your desk. It'll make you feel a little bit better to have a nice, clean area. It's good for the mind to be able to sit down and not see clutter. Trust me on this one, all right? It feels good to have a nice, calm, clean area, little corner of your world, a little bit of control in your life, right? I'm going to do mine. I, I got to do mine too because it's, it's, it's insane over here. All right. The final one, number 12. Maybe it's time, instead of just cleaning your desk, why don't we redo our area that we have the scanners on? Build new shelves. Clear off the shelves. Maybe rotate your scanners. Reorganize the scanners. Clean up the cabling that's back there, that rat's nest. It's a good opportunity to just reorganize everything. Take inventory of what it is you have. You know, Maybe you have an old scanner that you haven't used in a while and take that off and put it front and center in your collection or see if you can dig out some old crystals or see if you can find crystals online. Again, you may be surprised what you can see out there. Right now is a good time to catch up on a lot of these old projects, right? I've got 12 things here again in my hand and I'll summarize them in just one second. But there's 12 things that you can do to help keep your mind moving and not focus so much on what is going on around us right now. These are things that we can control, right? We, we can't really control what the heck is going on outside of our homes, basically, with this virus. It's just, it's just too much, right? But these are things that we can do. And let's go through them again real quick. Number one, if you can do it, if you got the means, buy something new and new to you, right? Go on eBay, or if you use our links, scannerschool.com slash scannermaster, scannerschool.com slash eBay, you can go ahead and you can make a purchase on some equipment, make you feel good, give you something to aim for, look forward to, to coming in the mail. Number two, get your ham radio license. Again, we got a new affiliate with this one as well, scannerschool.com slash ham radio prep. This will help you take your licensing again. We're not making a ton of money off this one. This is our recommendation to you. We're only making $2 if you sign up for it. But for $15, you get access to both the general I mean, yeah, the general and the technician class. Again, right now, it's only for U.S.-based. But it's a great time to study for, for a course. Because by the time you're ready to take it, hopefully you can go outside and, and social distancing is, is a thing of the past. If you want to talk to somebody now, GMRS. You can jump on there and get your license. Again, it's good for your whole family. Go outside. Tune into some shortwave listening at night. Be nice to listen to something different that's not the news. Or maybe listen to the news from across the globe if you need to get a fix on the news. 
Number five, try new software. Number six, reprogram your scanners and clean them up internally, right? Number seven, log and search. Find something new to listen to. It's very cool when you, you hear something and you try to figure out who that is on the other side of the, of the uh, speaker. Number eight, learn Morse code. Again, you can go to longislandcwclub.org and sign up over there. Again, that's just my recommendation to you. There's no affiliate signed up with there at all. Number nine, set up an ADSB and track some airplanes. I don't know. It's pretty cool. You know, it's one of those things. Number 10 is try an SDR. If you got plenty of time to kill and you got some hair you want to pull out, <laughs> it's really not that difficult. It can be, though, okay? I got a course coming, and we'll try and get that out to you guys really soon. Number 11, clean your desk. Clean your desk. Have a nice, clear workspace that you can sit down and don't feel so much clutter on you. Number 12, think about reorganizing your scanners. Build a shelf or two, right? That's one of those things I have to do. And to be honest with you, I set up a temporary shelf when I moved in my house. I was 16 years ago. <laughs> that temporary shelf is still up, all right? So I am about 16 years overdue to actually set something up over here that I really am proud of. Will now be the time I do that? It could be. We'll see how long this lasts and how crazy I go over here. But there you go. So those are 12 things that you could do right now to help get you through the next couple of weeks at least. So with that, let's just say this. Be safe, everybody. If you want to reach out and you want to say hi and you need somebody to talk to, again, you can email me, fill out Join us on our Zello Nets every Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, scannerschool.com slash Zello. If you're going through this list and you got a question about something, you know, you don't understand how the software works and you want some help with that, scannerschool.com slash ask. I'll answer any questions on next month's Ask Scanner School session. And with that, I want to remind you that the session notes are online, scannerschool.com slash session 122. We're at 122 already. All right, everybody, stay safe. I hope you've enjoyed this list. Let me know. Give me some feedback. Let me know if there's anything on here that you would add or anything that, you, uh, that you've done. Again, you can find us online at scannerschool.com. 73 everyone, we will talk to you all again next week. Be safe and stay healthy.